fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely, and it's so good to be here with you. You know, every show we start with gratitude, and I've got so much to be grateful for today. Some things I want to bring to your attention. We got so much good stuff. You know, I was sitting this week in meditation, and I have this really cool you know, room that I meditate in and great windows to the outside world, and I was just looking at some trees and watching the leaves blow gently, you know, in the wind, this beautiful, gentle summer wind. And, you know, just thinking, wow, we exist in this incredible grandeur, you know, and it's worthy of our protection. It's worthy of of our appreciation. It's worthy of our participation within it. And I'm so grateful to just exist at all. And I hope you are too. But, you know, there were so many things that have been happening. I feel like we're on the verge of a breakthrough. You know, and of course, I'm talking specifically with freedom and with COVID. I think we're on the verge of the break. It just feels like something is brewing. Something really, really good is brewing after so much has been so bad for so long. You know, this week, it was so encouraging in, uh, I think it was in uh, Uruguay, to see a judge step in and say, hey, we're not giving these, these experimental shots. We're not giving them to kids unless you, the manufacturers, produce all of the relevant data that we're requesting, especially what's in them. You know, what a crazy thing that we should all want to be able to see. And what I've heard, and I haven't followed up on this, so I'm going to have to verify it, but I've heard that Pfizer just stood down and said, you know, we're not going to give you that information because if we give it to you, then somebody else is going to ask for it as well. <laughs> right? Just, just craziness. They just stood down and contracts canceled and God knows what's going on, but freedom, freedom happened, you know. Uh, then we go out to Sri Lanka and we see that, you know, they basically kicked their their prime minister, uh, whoever the head of their, their country is, they just said enough and they took over the state capital, the people there, the brave people of Sri Lanka took over and said, en- enough, we've had enough. And then you go around the world and you start looking and you start seeing what's going on in the Netherlands and in, in Germany and how countries and farmers are coming together and saying, hey, you disrespect of us, us, there's no food, right? You know, we make sure everybody eats. So that means we matter. You're darn right. Farmers matter, right? Just like our brave convoy truckers matter, you know, and it's just wonderful to see. And then you see in France that, you know, bipartisan support for tearing down Macon's ridiculous vaccine passport nonsense saying, no, it's unconstitutional. It's done. We're not doing that here. You know, and and the cheers, the joy and the celebrations in those hallowed chambers, you know, where you see 
people from both sides saying, yes, we did something right. We did something good. And how good does it feel to do the right thing? And then you go over to Italy and you see them oust the prime minister and you see the joy and the celebrations that are going on. The people are speaking. The people who have held the line for years are speaking loudly and doing things the right way. All of this done with no violence, no violence. Now, there might be some people with some hurt feelings, some people who have had evil in their actions and evil in their hearts, having hurt feelings, but you know, those are people that deserve to have hurt feelings. So there's just so much good going on. And I, I feel like we're on the precipice of, of something great, something historic about to happen in this country. I know that there's some really good news coming next week. I'm not going to, not going to, it's about election integrity and it's going to be coming out of Georgia. Just be on the, on the listen for this. There's some great stuff coming next week uh, on this. And, you know, as you know, uh, my team and with the help of some great people among them, Senator Dennis Linthicum and Senator Kim Thatcher, we've been working, you know, uh, my team, which is comprised of some great Americans, some of whom you've met, people like uh, Brian O'Shea, and who's interviewed and started giving us some information about One Health. You can go and check out a podcast from a few weeks ago about Bill Gates' vision for burning the world down, you know, and getting total control through One Health, you know, this ridiculous notion that we can put everybody under the, the thumb of, of the person who came up with antivirus software and also came up with the viruses in the first place. The person who thinks of us as computers where you can just upload new programs and that the, the DNA is completely hackable. Folks, just that kind of nonsense. These are, these are psychopaths. You know, when you get down to it, they're psychopaths. And so what it starts taking me is into some really interesting thoughts of just excitement. I feel like we're on the precipice. Something very incredible happened. You know, we had talked about our grand jury petition that's going in the Ninth Circuit Court right now. You know, I, I let you all know that, um, you know, the Scott Asfog, the Honorable Scott Asfog had uh, been presiding. This is, this is the same attorney who we asked to prosecute and to launch a grand jury investigation was now defending, you know, um, the people that we've accused of these of these crimes of of willful misconduct and of criminal fraud. You know, uh, people like uh, Rochelle Walensky and Xavier Becerra, people who we've accused of wrongdoing in our government, people like Brian Moyer with the National Vital Statistics System, uh, people that previously were in appointed roles, Robert Redfield at the CDC and Alex Azar with the Health and Human Services Department. You know, we've been banging the drum for a grand jury investigation into allegations of, you know, willful misconduct and, and criminal fraud as it pertains to death certificates and, and reporting on this topic for a long time. And we're getting close. I can feel it. Something interesting happened yesterday. Something interesting happened. Scott, Asfog requested to be reassigned. How interesting. He's going to be reassigned now 
to Kenya. He's going to serve out the last two years of his service to the country in Kenya, starting on July 17th. How interesting is that, right? And how interesting that the judge who is going to be listening to our petition for a grand jury petition, the Honorable Marco Hernandez, is now in charge of appointing the successor, the successor to Scott Asfog. How interesting is that? I don't know whether that's good or bad, but I just find the timing of it to be very, very interesting. And I think in a good way. See, something's telling me that the winds have shifted, just like that gentle summer breeze I was alluding to earlier, that the winds have shifted. And that's going to be the focus of today's um, radio show. I'm going to give you some updates. I said I wasn't going to update anything anymore on the, the COVID data. And, and, you know, I just felt called to do it again. I just felt like we need to have an update, you know, and I, so I said, we definitely need to be updated and know what the new numbers are and where everything sits and stands, you know, for um, the work that we're going to be doing in the federal courts. I, I want to make sure we have the most up-to-date stuff. So I, I did a full data update this past week, and I want to share that information with you today because the winds are shifting. We're seeing them shift all around the world. People are finally asking the hard questions. Are these shots really are they safe? Are they really effective? The answer to both of those questions, if we just look objectively at the data, is no, they're not. They're not safe. They're not effective. And the data tells us why. The data tells us how. That's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. And I'm also going to be sharing with you some good news about how people in this country, especially parents, are not falling for this nonsense with the shots, especially in the kids' under five years of age. They're not, they're not taking the bait anymore. And how Americans are declining the boosters in record numbers, so much so that millions of vials of, of this experimental product are expiring. And these products that are expiring are being discarded and thrown out. That's right. You know what's really being thrown out, Americans? Our tax dollars are being thrown out. Because where do you think all the money came for the development of these experimental products that don't work? Where do you think all the money came for the production and to pay for the contracts with Pfizer and with Moderna and Tony Fauci's NIH, or now it's being correctly attributed to his NIAID? Isn't that crazy? When you stop for a second and think about it, Pfizer and BioNTech, you know, two companies, you know, are in bed together. One's probably a subsidiary, right? But what's interesting is when you look at the Moderna experimental shots, the Moderna is in bed with Tony Fauci's NIAID. That's where the ownership is. They've, they've made hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars. I mean, excuse me, hundreds of, I, I can't even quantify this anymore. We're, we, we're, we're talking monopoly money at this point but hundreds of billions of dollars they've made from the hard work of the American taxpayer. I mean, that's what blows my mind about all of this is who's paying for all this? We are. Who's paying 
for all of this corruption? Who's paying for all of the fraud and the willful misconduct? We are. We're paying for all this. You know, I was talking to my son this week about he's, he's on the verge of going to college and he's starting to look at what he wants to study. And one of the things he was considering studying was marketing, you know, and I said, okay, well, that's, that's cool. Just, I want you to understand something about what, what is going on in marketing today. Marketing, the marketing that's practiced today, this influencer kind of nonsense that's going on, this, this, let me tell you what you need to know kind of nonsense, right? Let me get you to do something right? Rather than just tell you the truth and let you decide for yourself, rather than stand on the integrity of the product or the service that I'm advertising, I'm going to influence you to getting it, even if you don't need it, right? But where did that all come from? That's all the brainchild of Joseph Goebbels, the minister of propaganda for the Nazis. That's right. The father of modern marketing is Joseph Goebbels, that psychopath, that gutless coward. You have to stop for a second and, and think about all of this. Everything that we ascribe to marketing as a, as a, as a legit practice comes from the brain of a psychopath. He's the one that figured out that you have to talk to people at a third grade level or lower. He's the one that had no respect for the intelligence of people. He's the one that said a lie repeated enough times becomes truth for people. He's the one that said we need to make sure that we speak in three-word phrases like safe and effective, like build back better. You ever wonder why all the phrasing on all this nonsense that goes on is three words? It's from Joseph Goebbels. It's from that psychopath's mind. Now, there's a certain level of brilliance in it. I'll give him that. There's a certain level of understanding that, hey, keep it simple for people. Keep it short. Make sure that the phrases that you put together are repeatable. And then what ends up happening is people start doing the marketing for you. They start telling the lie for you. And that's what's happened with these shots. Are they safe? No. Are they effective? No. But what does everybody always say? Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. And if you tell that lie enough, the truth ultimately comes out. Well, that's true for a short period of time. And I think this is where we get into the Mark Twain's of the world. And a lie will travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. But keep in mind, the truth always does put on its shoes. That's what we saw in Sri Lanka. That's what we we're seeing in Germany and the Netherlands. That's what we are seeing in France. That's what we're seeing in Italy. That's what we're seeing in Uruguay. That's what we're going to be seeing here in the United States of America. The truth ultimately does get its shoes put on. And when the truth gets its shoes put on, something amazing happens. People who realize they've been lied to, they usually don't take too kindly to it. So when I was talking with my son about choosing, you know, I said, go in with your eyes wide open. If you do want to get do marketing, that's fine. Do it with integrity though. Take the path of the righteous man, 
when you walk it. Don't just do something because everybody else is doing it, especially when they don't realize that what they're doing comes from the mind of a psychopath. Why do I call him a psychopath? Because he was a Nazi, number one. But number two, I call him a psychopath because of the gutless cowardice that he exhibited. Adolf Hitler commits suicide. We all know this, right? But before Adolf Hitler commits suicide, because he was a gutless coward, never had any real conviction in his beliefs, he appoints Joseph Goebbels as the Fuhrer and then kills himself. It's all historically recorded. The very next day, May 1st, 1945, what does Joseph Goebbels do? Well, this psychopath, this gutless coward that tried to convince the German people in a concept of total war, meaning fight to the death, even though I won't do it myself, fight to the death, that heft Germans all up on methamphetamines. That's right. Most of you don't realize this. One of the reasons the German population was so rabid was because they were on meth. You could buy it over the counter during that time, during that era. Yeah, the German people were high on methamphetamines. That's what fueled the German military for much of their conquest, especially during the Blitzkrieg. Well, where does that idea come from? Well, those ideas come from people like Joseph Goebbels. So he's appointed the Fuhrer, then Hitler kills himself. And what does Joseph Goebbels do the very next day? Does he say, we're going to get on the radio and we're going to re-encourage all Germans to practice this ridiculous notion of total war, even though we're being pressed now on two fronts by the Russian uh, Red Army and by the Allied forces from the West? No. What does this coward do? This coward poisons his six children, executes his six children. And then he and his wife, gutless cowards that they are, take their own lives. That's how much he believed in the nonsense that he was spouting and the propaganda that he was pushing. And what's going on today? Propaganda. But what did Joseph Goebbels famously say before he dies? He said, the truth always comes out. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now, my people. It's exactly what we're seeing right now all around the world. The truth is coming out. The winds have shifted. And how do I know? Because I went and did the work. I went and looked up what percentage of people who are contracting COVID are considered fully vaccinated. Got some great stuff after the break from, uh, from Maryland, the, the state health department. I looked at how, what percentage of people um, are getting boosted, right? Huge decline in those numbers. I looked at the percentage of kids who are getting the shot. Parents have woken up. They've said, no, my kids doesn't need this. They have a 99.999% recovery rate. Why would they need this? So we're going to go over that data. I'm going to share this data and these insights with you. And I'm going to share with you, especially in this episode, 
breakthrough data. Proof that the shots don't work. Proof that the shots don't prevent infection. Proof that the shots do injure. Proof that the shots are neither safe nor effective. And if something isn't safe or effective, why would you use it? Number one. And if the shots aren't safe or effective, and we realize that Pfizer's been lying the entire time, and Moderna and NIAD and Fauci and friends have been lying the entire time, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to hold them to account? Are we going to say that it is time for a grand jury investigation into all of this? It is time for people to be held accountable for wrongdoing, or at least allegations of wrongdoing. It is time for an investigation into all of this because the American people have paid dearly and have suffered greatly in the process. And we cannot have psychopaths running our country. We just cannot. So I don't know about you, but I can feel the winds shifting and I'm excited. I can see things happening and I'm excited. I have the utmost faith in our judicial system to ultimately get this right. It's not fast, but we'll get it right. I have the utmost faith that brave Americans have held the line for the cavalry to arrive. And in my opinion, that's what we're seeing. That's what we're going to see as we move into the latter stages of summer and into early fall. And I expect that politicians are going to do what politicians do best. They're going to try to jump on the, the cape of the people who are leading the way to freedom and act like they've been there the whole time. Well, not this time. We're going to pull that cape out from under you. You don't get to act like you were, are part of the solution when you've been nothing but supporting the problem because you've been lying and saying that things that are safe and effective are anything but. Good days are ahead, my people. Good days are ahead. If you just close your eyes and put your face into that gentle summer breeze, you're going to find it. You're going to feel it. God is good. Love is undefeated. And the truth always comes out. We write back with the data and some insights that I think you're going to want to hear right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. If you're ready to take control of your health and course, the freedom that comes with it. Check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org. We have great programs on holistic nutrition, great programs on detoxification and cleansing and fasting, things that people are very interested in right now. Oh, we just finished up a great class. And we have another great one starting in September. So make sure you check that out. We have another great class starting in October, excuse me, excuse me, in August on vaccine education. And we have some great courses about to be released in the next few days. The Art of 
cellular healing, the art of fasting, and the art of eating healthy. We're going to give you everything you need to be healthy and all the support you could ever want so that things that might feel a little hard actually start feeling very, very doable. So check us out, energetichealthinstitute.org. We'd love to have you and love you for you to be a part of our growing community, a community that believes in love, logic, and light, and most of all, freedom. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right, welcome back, everybody. So, you know, I don't know, I, I do know what inspired me to do this. You know, we we filed this grand jury petition. I'm very proud of the work that we've done. Very proud, you know, while people were, you know, being outraged and while folks were saying, hey, something needs to be done. I, I'm, I get the privilege of working with people who actually, you know, do stuff, who say, you know, words aren't enough. We have to actually do something. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so privileged. And I want to give a big shout out to Senator Dennis Linthicum and Senator... Uh, Kim Thatcher, just incredible people. I'm so fortunate to have met. And um, it just, it, it's so wonderful to have good people in your life. And, and my entire team that I work with on the grand jury uh, petition, you know, um, Stephen Jonkis, uh, who's representing us, uh, attorney Stephen Jonkis, who's phen phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, we have great folks doing great work. Um, I'm not going to mention everybody by name because uh, I, I, some of them want to be anonymous and I want some of them to be anonymous, but I, I just want you to know there are good people who are volunteering on this all over the place. And it's so wonderful. We have some great um, uh, work coming up with Alicia Poe from um, the Gateway Pundit. Uh, we have some great work uh, to help us get this word out coming up with uh, um with uh, Daniel Horowitz from The Blaze. If you haven't checked him out, check out his work. He's one of the best writers out there, best researchers and writers out there on the, on this COVID topic. And uh, we're also going to um, be doing some work with uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, as well. And just, it's amazing, you know, how many good people are out there. And it, it's something that's made me feel so optimistic about everything is, is you know, 
how many good people are out there who just want to do things the right way. I can call somebody like Tom Renz up whenever I want to, or, and get some advice. I can, you know, I can talk with the great Kevin Jenkins and, and get some direction and things like that. And, you know, and then we, you know, we have folks from Sayer G. I mean, I, I have to pinch myself sometimes, you know, with all the good stuff, Steve Kirsch is doing phenomenal work, you know, with his teams and, and things like that, you know, and then of course you have Dr. David Martin crushing it as usual. And, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's wonderful to be among such good Americans, good people, people with good hearts who genuinely have high levels of integrity and care about more than just themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, the great Peter McCullough, you know, Dr. McCullough, you know, and all the work he's done, he's been coming out recently and denouncing the entire vaccine industry. And I just want to give him huge props for doing that. That takes incredible courage for him to to do that, to move beyond just saying, "Hey, I'm 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 not in favor of the COVID shots," but to say, "Look, the whole industry needs to be investigated and called into question." Uh, for him to get from where he began before COVID to where he is now and everything he's doing, just speaks volumes of his integrity and his character. And we're just we're just so lucky to have people like this, you know. Um, you know, at this point in time, it's like God knew we were going to need, you know, brave angels. And that's what we got. I think that's what I would call, if I had to describe the, the people that I'm so fortunate to work with, I would call them all brave angels, you know, uh, and they're among us. And it's, it's a, it makes you feel so good. I, 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 I'm just, it's, it's a blessing in the truest sense of the word. Well, what inspired me to get back in, you know, and I, I haven't done a data update really since about February, March, you know, we were doing a lot of prep work for the grand jury petition and we got all that done, you know, afterwards it became, uh, I really just threw myself into helping the people who have been severely injured. Like that's where my heart is and, and I've learned so much. So in the coming weeks, uh, I'm going to be doing some episodes to and, and writing some articles again on the America Out Loud platform to share with you what we've learned in that process. You know, where, where my heart is at is helping the people who are were lied to and were hurt by the shots. Um, you know, and we know that autophagocytosis, fasting is, plays an instrumental role in that. Um, you know, making sure that the people who've done wrong are investigated and held to account. You know, that's where my heart is. That's why we're doing so much work on the grand jury uh, petition and, and things like that. And then lastly, to make sure this never happens again. And I was talking with Daniel Horowitz last week and, you know, such a good dude. It's finally so nice to meet him. I've been wanting to meet him for forever. Um, I just am a huge fan and admirer of his, of his work because his work that he publishes is so well-researched, you know, I mean, it's, it's irrefutable, you know, what, what he publishes. And when, you know, we were talking, one of the things that he brought to my attention that I'm going to bring to yours right now is that there are people working on amendments at the state level, amendments to state constitutions um, to ensure that health freedom is protected moving forward. So there can never be another lockdown, another forced masking, another, you know, attempted mandate of an experimental product, things like that. You know, like we are going to see 
elements of the Nuremberg Code preserved in um, in you know constitutional amendments at the state level, and I think it's brilliant. You know, so I, I can't wait to support and participate in that. And I hope you'll join us with that as well. I don't care where you stand on certain issues. You know what I mean? But I think we all have to agree in freedom and and body sovereignty, and you know that's why it's so important when someone like um, uh, Djokovic uh, wins uh, Wimbledon. You know, uh, it, it's so important because he made a stand and they said, well, are you going to get vaccinated to go and, and, you know, participate in the U.S. Open? He said, nope. You know, it's like, thank you. You know, he's showing the way. It's so wonderful. He's another one of those brave angels, you know, that's out there. I think Kyrie Irving, for all the grief he gets, is a brave angel. He said, no, I'm not doing it. You know, and I'm not, there's nothing you can do to force me. That's how I feel about it. There's, there's nothing you can do to force me. I'm not doing it. I don't live in communist China. I live in the free and the brave states of the, of the United States of America. You know, no, I, I'm not doing it. You know, um, and I, I think that's the resolve we have to have. And that's what I'm seeing in the data from Americans, by and large, is that. So let's talk about this data a little bit. One of the things that I would like to fashion myself, I guess, as a statistical expert on is uh, breakthrough data. So for those of you that don't remember, um, vaccine breakthrough was a clever marketing, Joseph Goebbels term that the CDC came up with um, in 2020, uh, late 2020, early 2021, to describe what had always been called and as vaccine failure. And so there, there's a very important question. See, when we're getting into work, it, we have to ask questions and, and good questions. And one of the best questions when we're talking about efficacy, does this work, right? Is of the people who got the shot, how many still got sick anyway? Let me ask, let me ask that question again. Of the people who got the shot, how many still got sick anyway? Well, that's straight. That's, that's a legitimate question. That's a question we're supposed to know. There's supposed to be, according to um, CBER, which is a federal agency, and the uh, the, the vaccine, um, uh, the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine uh, Injury Act. There's supposed to be annual surveillance reporting for every approved. Um, vaccine. And so what does a surveillance reporting do? A surveillance reporting answers that exact question of the people who got the shot, how many still got sick anyway, because that tells you whether the shot is working or not. A shot should have at least 80% efficacy. It means it should work at least 80% of the time, um, meaning that at least 80% of the people who got the shot should not get sick. All right. That's, that's, a minimum standard. I personally, I think it should be higher. It should be in the 95 percentile and higher, but you know, um, I, I, I like things that I, I like to put things in my body that actually work. I won't put something in my body that doesn't work. That's why I'm a big proponent of vitamin D and vitamin C and mitochondrial nutrients and zinc and things because those things work, right? And they're truly safe and truly effective. So when we look at this, the, when the CDC says, well, we can't call it vaccine failure because they don't like the word marketing, Joseph Goebbels, they don't like the word failure. So we're going to change it. And we're going to call it breakthrough because people like breakthroughs, right? We like breakthroughs. We think of breakthroughs with science and we think that something good is happening, right? So they retermed it um, a vaccine breakthrough, but they created specific rules for it. What the CDC said was, number one, 
a person has to be symptomatic. They won't test a sample if the person was asymptomatic. Well, that should give you a clue right there that asymptomatic cases for, in the unvaccinated is BS, right? And that's something I've been saying for over two years. If you're asymptomatic, it's because you're not sick. You're not contagious. You can't transmit something you don't have, okay? So the CDC will only evaluate for vaccine breakthrough, aka vaccine failure, if a person is symptomatic. Number two, their PCR test has to have a cycle threshold lower than 28. What that means is that you have to basically prove that a person is legitimately sick with COVID. Now, what's the big difference? For the unvaccinated, the bar is set at 40. And when you get over 28 in terms of cycle threshold, what you're doing is basically you can find anything you want to find. So what that means is if you're over 28, you're likely a false positive, okay? So the CDC said, well, we're going to eliminate false positives for vaccine failure cases, aka vaccine breakthrough. We're just going to lower the cycle threshold. So they're not comparing apples to apples now, right, in the vaccinated and unvaccinated. They went even further and they said that in order for you to be considered for vaccine breakthrough, aka vaccine failure, you have to have gotten both shots in the series, if there are two shots, or if it's Johnson & Johnson, one shot. And it has to be at least 14 days since your shot. So it means if you got both Moderna shots, both of Fauci sh shots, right? And it had only been 13 days since your second shot and you got sick, they would call you unvaccinated. That's right. Even though you got both shots, and even though it had been 13 days since the last shot, they would call you unvaccinated. They would say that you did get COVID, but it counts as an unvaccinated case, not as a vaccinated case. And that's how they skew the data. That's how they put more people in the unvaccinated category and less people in the fully vaccinated category, right? And that's done intentionally because it, it changes the way we calculate things. Then they went even further and said, you couldn't have been sick at any point in time, 45 days prior to your last shot. So there's all these special rules and circumstances and all of them were meant to drive down the number of vaccine failures that were reported. Then the CDC went so far as in April of 2021, they stopped reporting um, the cases, the breakthrough cases. They only reported hospitalizations and deaths. Then they went, the CDC went so far as by October of 2021, they stopped reporting all breakthrough together. They, didn't, they refused to report anything on vaccine breakthrough cases, vaccine breakthrough hospitalizations, or vaccine breakthrough deaths. They just said, we're not going to do it anymore. And what's so crazy about that is that would lead you to believe that prior to October of 2021, they were, every state was reporting in, right? You would make sense. Like this is something that's kind of important knowing whether or not these shots work. We, every state should be reporting in. Well, as of October, 2021, only 20 six to 28 states were reporting in. 
So roughly half of the states weren't even reporting in. This includes major states like Florida has never reported any data on this. Texas stopped reporting in October of 2021. Um, California has been reporting. New York has been reporting. Pennsylvania has been reporting, but their reporting is clearly not uh, accurate. (laughs) So what you start seeing is that they did everything they could to drive down the numbers, to drive down these numbers about vaccine failures. How many times did a person get the shots and still got sick anyway? Because if the public knew how many millions of people got the shots and still got sick anyway, it would reduce public confidence, which was already waning. Well, I started tracking this in November at the state level. I said, all right, since the CDC has stopped reporting on this, I'm going to go to every single state health department. So I go to 51 state health departments. I include um, Washington, D.C. as a state health department, even though they're not technically a state. So I go to 51 every month and I check this. And in November of 21, there was 1.4 million cases, confirmed cases of vaccine failure. By December, it had grown to 2.5, almost 2.6 million. By January of 22, it had jumped from 2.5 million to over 6 million. Now, keep in mind, this is only half of the states reporting, and states like Texas and Florida aren't reporting this number. So that's 6 million confirmed cases, and only half of the states reporting in. By February, it had jumped to 9 million, and this was where a few months ago, I was ringing an alarm saying, hey, these shots are not working. They are not effective. Effective at what? Effective at preventing disease. So now we get to June, and I just did this new update, right? We get to June, and what do we see? Whereas 20, uh, 26 states were reporting in February, That number by June has dropped to 17. That's right. Nine states have stopped reporting, have terminated all reporting on breakthrough. Why would you do that if we're still in a crisis? Why would you do that if we're still trying to assess whether or not these shots are working? You do that because you don't want people to see your numbers. You do that because you're covering up the ugly truth that these shots don't work. They don't prevent infection. So now there's only 17 out of 51 states, state health departments are reporting in. And guess what? In February, it was 9 million. By June, it's 11.8 million confirmed cases. Even with all of these extravagant rules to prevent and drive this number down, even with only 17 state health departments reporting in, even with all of these things that the CDC and the government has put into place to try to keep this number down, this shot has failed over 11.8 million times, has failed to protect people, 11.8 million times. So if we include Texas and we include Florida and we include all the states, what do you think that number really is? I can tell you with confidence that that number is, is at least 30 million at least 30 million Americans got the shot and still got sick anyway. At least 30 million Americans got the shot and still got sick anyways. The shots don't work. It gets worse when we start looking at hospitalizations. How many people got the shot, got sick, and had to be hospitalized? As of June, 
that's 276,000 Americans have been hospitalized. 276,000 Americans fully vaccinated still got sick and had to be hospitalized. And that's with only 16 out of 51 state health departments reporting in, down from the 25 that were reporting in in February of 20, uh, earlier this year. 16 states reporting in, and it's 276,000 Americans have been hospitalized who were fully vaccinated. What, what is that number? More than likely, if we looked at every single state, we're talking over a million Americans have been hospitalized. A million Americans who have gotten the shot. And what's the economic cost of that? If it costs $20,000, $30,000, right? I'm being, I know that's the low number. If it's $20,000, $30,000, what are we talking about? We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars of American taxpayer money that is being wasted because these shots didn't work. And when we look at deaths, folks, we go up and we look at deaths. How many people got the shots, were fully considered fully vaccinated, got sick and died? 59,000, over 59,000. And that's with only 16 out of 51 state health departments reporting in. 59,000 Americans fully vaccinated, got COVID, got sick and died anyway. 59,000 times that didn't work. What's the actual number? Probably somewhere in the neck of the woods of 150 to 200,000. Isn't that crazy? You see what I'm getting at here? The shots don't work. At least not to do what they're marketed to do, which is prevent infection. That's the only reason why you would take a shot to prevent infection. They're going to try to tell you that the shots were never designed to prevent infection. Then what's the point of taking them if they weren't designed to prevent infection? If they weren't designed to slow in the infective spread to prevent infection. What was the point of having them in the first place? Maybe it was to, for something else. Hmm, I wonder what that could be. The data shows conclusively that the shots don't work. Surprise. Folks, we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Let me tell you about the Genesis Fogger. Folks, um, you know, one of the things about COVID and, and everything, we, we've come into this, you know, I've seen some pretty crazy practices out there. I've seen some people doing some odd stuff. I saw somebody like wiping down their, the box that was delivered to their house and stuff like that and all this. Well, there's something called the Genesis Fogger and I got one delivered. Uh, yesterday, and I'm about to try it out. I'm really excited about it. The the research on this on this device is incredible. It's a non toxic, completely safe fogging system that can clear out anything. And maybe it's something you want to consider when you're talking about the BA5 or what I'm calling the BS5 variant. You know, I think that's what I'm going to start calling every variant. I'm just going to name every variant BS and then put a number, you know, by it. 
you know, when we look at, you know, our houses and imagine gifting a classroom, you know, a Genesis Fogger, imagine gifting them something that has clinical supported evidence that it wipes out a hundred percent of all infections, not just SARS-CoV-2, so that you know your kids are going to be safe. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about when I think about the Genesis Fogger. So if you want to check it out, check it out. There's links all over the place. Go to anywhere on America Out Loud and click on the Genesis Fogger. It's a great device to learn about, a great device to read up a little bit more on and see if it's right for your household. See if it's right for maybe your classroom for your kid. Maybe you want to buy one and donate it to the school or donate it to a teacher so that kids can stay in school and the kids don't have to wear masks and all that other nonsense that doesn't work. We have to stop doing things that don't work like the shots and masking and, and isolation and all that other nonsense and start doing things that do work like good nutrition and things like the Genesis Fogger. So I hope you'll check them out. Folks, we'll be right back with my final thoughts right after these messages. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right, folks, well, welcome back. You know, it's summertime. I'm just getting back in the flow of things. We're going to have some great shows coming up for you in, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to have uh, Dr. Carrie Madej on. She just reached out to me. She said she's feeling really good, recovered from a plane crash. What a cool thing to be able to say, right? And add to your resume. So she's going to be joining us really, really soon. Uh, I'm also going to have uh, Dr. Simone Gold on uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, she's doing great. And I, I, I didn't mention that when you do purchase a Genesis Fogger, a portion of all proceeds go to support Dr. Simone Gold and her legal defense. Okay. So that's another reason to check out the Genesis Fogger and make sure that you're supporting that company because they're making sure that profits and proceeds are going to support our brave angels out there like Dr. Simone Gold and the freedom fighters that are out there doing everything they can. So um, it's, it's just, doesn't it feel good to know that there's just good people out there doing good things? Not only is the product remarkable, not only is the product integrity, it doesn't need Joseph Goebbels to sell it, right? But that the money that you, that you put in on the purchase goes to help brave, our brave angels out there fighting. Wow. You know, just what a great thing to be a part of. So, when I, you know, we got some good shows coming. I'm going to be talking a lot over the next uh, few weeks as well about sharing what we've learned with uh, cleansing, detoxification, fasting, and um, and and as it pertains to overcoming neutra uh, the uh, injuries 
the injuries from the shots and things like that. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the physiology. Why are we seeing potentially blood clots in people? Why are we, what's happening with the, with the reverse transcription and the, and the shot uploading into a person's DNA and how do, how do we theoretically get that out? of a person's DNA. So we have some really cool stuff uh, over the next few weeks. And I'm really excited to share it. We're just going to be, we're just going to be sharing what we're learning, you know, and I'm not here to influence. I'm not here to market anything to you. I'm here to share information from the heart for the betterment of all, you know, and, and if that floats your boat, then you're going to love what you're listening to. And if it doesn't, you probably won't listen to me and that's fine too, you know, but I, I think, Folks, we have some really interesting stuff to share, some stuff that you're going to want to, to check out because we've learned a lot in the last couple of months. You know, I, I would be remiss if we got off the show and I didn't talk about vaccine adverse events reporting system, VAERS uh, data, because I, I did update that as well. You know, um, when we look at that, we're now over 1.3 million reported injuries. Of course, these numbers are slowing down because people are saying they don't want these shots and people are smart. You know, we're seeing that there's now at least 54,000 Americans who are permanently injured by the shots. We we're seeing that there's been over 165,000 hospitalizations from people who got the shot and then had adverse events. Uh, Sadly, there's been over 29,000 people who have died. Um, following getting the shot. And, and you know, what's really sad about that folks is uh, almost 8,000, uh, 7,953 people uh, died within 48 hours of getting the shot. You know, to me, that's causality, you know, and it's causality until proven otherwise. The burden of proof shouldn't be on us to prove causality. If you got a shot on Tuesday and you're dead by Thursday, the, the burden of proof should be on the people that made the shot to prove that it's safe, right? I mean, you can't say that something that has directly resulted in 48 hours in a person's death is safe in 7,900 people's deaths. You can't say something that has injured 1.3 million people at least, right? I mean, these numbers are all numbers that you can safely multiply by five to 30 times, depending upon whose critical analysis you, you follow. If you follow Dr. Jessica Rose's work, I mean, you know, you can multiply these by a lot you know, and and get what they really are. But the point being that, you know, people are getting hurt in mass by this and Americans aren't stupid. How do I know? Because even though 70%, according to Maryland, 70% of all new infections are in the fully vaccinated. Um, And, you know, you go and you go to Utah's Department of Health and they show very conclusively that, you know, less than uh, of, of the people who've gotten the initial shots, less than 25%, less than 25% have gotten boosted. Why do you think that is? Because people know that the shots aren't working and people don't feel good when they've gotten shots. You know, I mean, it's just plain as day right now. People aren't stupid, right? So I guess the, the point I'm, I'm saying to you is this. It hasn't changed since I first started reporting on this March 12th of of 2020, the best thing you can do, the truly safe and effective thing you can do is take care of yourself nutritionally. Keep your vitamin D levels high, above 50 nanograms per milliliter. Keep your vitamin C levels 
up. Keep your vitamin A, keep your, your zinc and your quercetin levels up. I mean, let's remember what we learned from Dr. Zelenko, right? Keep your nutrients up. Keep your nutrients up and you don't have to worry about any of this. Might you get infected? Sure, but your body's going to kick its butt, right? That's what this is all about. So when we're, we're looking at this, folks, what I, what I want to encourage you is never spend a moment of your life in fear and let that wonderful summer wind blow on your face. That's the, that's the, that's the touch of God saying everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. All you have to do is have the courage to question. All you have to do is have the courage to research. All you have to do is have the courage to listen to people who in many cases are just brave angels who are being vilified. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what the people like me are saying to you. The solutions exist. They always have. Listen to what Peter is saying about early treatment. Listen to what I'm saying about vitamin D and vitamin C and so forth. Listen to what the data is saying about how many people have been injured and how many times, millions of times, these shots have failed to protect people. And then make your decisions accordingly. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is keep doing what you're doing and the winds of change are going to continue to blow in our favor. And freedom will ring out across our land because it is the only thing that we are going to allow to ring out across our great nation. Folks, great days are ahead of us. Keep the faith, keep doing what you're doing and keep supporting all these brave angels out there who are doing everything they can, everything they can to make sure that you and the people you love get to live a life of freedom. All right, folks. Well, that's it for me for today. It's so good to be back. It's so good to speak with you again. I can't wait to share this information about what we've learned about the injuries and how to help people heal. I can't wait to share that information with you. I can't wait to bring on great folks like Dr. Simone Gold and Dr. Carrie Madej and see if I can talk Daniel Horowitz to coming in and, and talk in and stuff like that. Folks, so many great things are on the horizon. Let's just keep being what we are. Brave. Brave angels sent by God to do great things. <laughs> I love that so much. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for the Energetic Health Institute and Energetic Health Radio, and we will talk again next week. Peace.